Hello and welcome to this episode of The Sky's the Limit. I'm your host, B. Brown, CEO. So joining me on the panel today, we have two guests, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves before we get rolling. I'm Ben Baltimore, Chief Administrative Officer for the P3 Group and President of Client Services at Self-Made TV. I'm John Smith, Vice President of Higher Education, Public Infrastructure at the P3 Group and Clarksdale Ambassador. And today's episode uh, came about as a necessity, I think, to protect the community and citizens of Clarksdale uh, from an individual that has essentially shown a lack of respect, uh, lack, of, lack of concern, and have proven themselves to be uh, a person of little character. And that person is Floyd Ingram, the editor of the Clarksdale Press Register. Now, Floyd has a bunch of infractions that we're going to have to unpack tonight. So we're going to walk our way through those one by one, and we're going to start with probably the least of the infractions that he have, which centers around his journalistic, uh, lack of journalistic integrity. So on October the 13th, the Clarkdale Municipal School District released, did a press release announcing the appointment of Dr. Toya Harold Matthews as the superintendent of education for the city of Clarkdale. On October 24th, Ford Ingram copied the article verbatim and did not cite a source, did not put it in the paper as a press release, but released it as if it was his own work. And I think we all know at a very early age, we learned that plagiarism is a no-no, it's a non-start. And as a writer who published articles uh, in newspapers around the, the, the country, I know the importance of not plagiarizing. But Ben, just you are the the nearest removed from school. What is your experience with plagiarism? Man, I can take this back all the way to maybe third grade. Uh, Miss Jean Cole was my teacher, and we learned in, in, in George Oliver in elementary that plagiarism had no place in, in education nor in any publications. And it's the highest infraction that I mean, you seemingly that a journalist can make, but I that Floyd Ingram, through his racist antics and misogynistic uh, ways, have proven that he can out that one, though. But I want you to comment on, on plagiarism, though. It's, it's, it's just a, a, another version of copyright infringement. So he's basically taking taking an offer that someone else uh, took their, their time and, and did their research and did their studies on Dr. Matthews and, and, and were compelled enough to write a story on her. And he just took it, and, you know, took it by himself to, to say that he did. But I think that it speaks to a larger problem, a larger pattern for this guy. This guy is misogynistic. He has no respect for women. He 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 he, he wants to invoke his will and his his authoritarian uh, mannerism on women. So and, and so let's just talk about what he did just last week. Okay, there is an ambassador, a Clarksdale ambassador that everyone loves across the board, Miss Josephine Rhymes. Miss Rhymes taught me. Uh, French in high school. Everyone loved Miss Rhymes. I've never, never heard anyone say anything negative about Miss Josephine Rhymes. And just last Thursday, I believe it was, Floyd Ingram became belligerent with her because he did not publish an article as promised on the appointment of Dr. Matthews to superintendent. Now, here's an African American female. Who, who's a trailblazer. That's definitely a newsworthy story. 
But Floyd Ingram, he he didn't even write the, the story that he that he put in the paper on October 24. He didn't write that one. He plagiarized it. So he he, he basically proved that he was not going to put any energy or effort right. trying, behind covering the story of a prominent African American female. So he became belligerent, and then he threatened this crime. He said, "I'm going to uh, have you arrested if you don't leave." My building right now, and then he went on to say to Miss Rhymes that not only am I gonna have you arrested, I'm gonna take your mugshot and put on the front page of my weak, poorly circulated, barely read, declining revenue newspaper. That was his threat to Miss Rhymes, who's 80 years old, a pillar of the community. Yeah. What do you think about that, Ben? Hey, I think that's just an expression of, like you said, he's misogynist in a racist way. You know, in the in the wake of you know uh, George Floyd and uh, the the Me Too movement, um, just just to exhibit racism in any misogyny misogynistic ways toward women, and more specifically African American women, uh, and and you all you know you, you control the media. I mean, you have a powerful tool in your hand, and to be able to use that to further your racist agenda is. is oh well, he he, we're we we're still at the tip of the iceberg. But done, I'm gonna let you. Talk about Ms. Rhymes. So he chose to victimize. Well, first of all, Ms. Rhymes, I graduated in high school with his son, Ms. Rhymes, was my uh, uh, French teacher as well. Uh, he took someone who is of the community, for the community, by the community, and basically took 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 her opinion and took it upon himself to, to voice that you know it, it didn't merit it, it didn't merit anything other than uh, a 1962-ish reaction. Uh, of scare tactics. Well, he, he he prey on the weak and the vulnerable. Right. That he would never do that to a real man. But he plays on the weaknesses of women or or males that he feel like he can intimidate. And so, and, 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 and he don't like women black or white. Okay. Because there's another incident that's been reported where one of his female employees he cut her off in traffic, backed up the traffic in the middle of the street. And, and it became belligerent with her in the middle of the street. This is an employee. Now, we all know what bullying is. And we know that that, that bullying also exists in the workplace. And, and, and so more than 76 million people are victim of workplace bullying every year. And this guy seems to take some sort of pleasure out of trying to show dumbness over people that he feel like are weaker than him. And so he prey on the weak to further his own agenda. But the guy doesn't have a truthful bone in his body. He has taken a newspaper that at least has some credibility, and he's taking it down the drain where nobody believes what he, what, what he writes because he doesn't allow his employees to report on African-American events. But before we go there, just talk about the comment where he, he um, stopped the employee, female employee, in the middle of the street, and, and, and became belligerent with. Could you imagine if your mom came home and told you that a guy did her like that? I mean, think about it. That, that's a disturbing um, experience. And I, I know you said 78 million people, you know, experience workplace um, bullying or some sort of discrimination. And, and you know, uh, five out of 10 of those people actually commit suicide. You know, there there are actually um, statistics that, that show that those people are actually, you know, right. you know, commit suicide because of depression on the workplace. And I just feel 
like to invoke your will, you know, on a woman, you know, um, not, not only just men, but, you know, more specifically women, it just speaks to his character, you know, what kind of individual for, you know, what do you think about? I think it's, it's, it's another version of media and social oppression. Uh, so he basically is, 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 is taking his taking his position and being able to oppress uh, to, to oppress his employees or impress, oppress uh, the people that are under him. Uh, I think he takes it a, 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 a step way, way too far. And you know, now is the time, you know, now is the, is the time where movements are started, you know, uh, when the bullies are getting hit back in the face. Right, right. And, and, and But here's the thing. He has a total uh, contempt for the entire community. And particularly the African American community, and you know, but he doesn't now. He doesn't discriminate on his discrimination now. I mean, he women, African American, uh, Jewish, right. you know, anti-Semitism. We're going to discuss all of that tonight. You're just a horrible human being, a horrible human being. And I don't understand how any company in America would employ someone like that. And and we just came off a year where where we were named Inks magazine one of the best places to work in america and then to hear a story about such a vile individual foul individual who, who who have spent their career trying to destroy and tear people apart so let's talk about what does floyd ingram think about the school teacher we know that school teachers are underpaid uh we know that coaches uh invest their time and and, and, and oftentimes their personal resources to keep kids off the street to give them meaningful activities to do. And coaches leave a lasting impression on the kids that they coach. You know, I still have some of my fondest memories of high school. Almost all of my fondest memories of high school involve Coach Bennett, Coach Murphy, Coach Jennings, Coach Hughes, uh, Coach Brown, those men who took me in and taught me leadership, taught me how to be a winner. But Floyd Ingram says that the teachers in Cahoma County are lazy. He wrote this in the newspaper. They're lazy and uncommitted. And, and these people are underpaid. Underpaid. And that, what do you think about that, John? Well, I think that he is, he's, he's, again, he's gone too far. He has, you know, really began to, 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 to take what was once a great Paper again. Uh, the Clarksdale Press Register used to be something that on every Saturday morning after every football game, I went and grabbed a copy of. The Clarksdale Press Register used to come to your door every day. I remember a lot of my friends, their first job was delivering the newspaper, you know, riding through the neighborhood. You know, that, that was an ideal job as a kid coming up is to be the newspaper. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to do it that day. Nah. What do you think, Ben? Garbage man. I come from a line. That's the business educators. he's in. He's in the garbage business. He's the garbage <laughs> man, not the newspaper man. I come from a line of educators from my grandparents, uh, to my grandmother to my parents. Um, and it's 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 embarrassing and it's um it's it's diminishing for me to hear um someone, you know, call my parents or my grandparents uh, lazy educators in the community that they, they have worked in and fought for. Well, what kind of human being? Would write something about that that insults an entire profession that we must have. Now we can agree that some teachers uh, may not need to be teaching. We can we can agree that some police officers don't need to be in policing. There are bad actors in every uh, profession, 
but to 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 you the broad net and call all teachers lazy and uncommitted is just unbelievable i mean I, but 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 the insults don't stop there right the, the guy went on to write another article where he insulted everyone that lives in public houses now before i get into the details of insult okay i can agree we can agree that there are things wrong with public housing there's things that could be fixed uh, with the public housing system i don't think anyone can disagree with that that's a fact right. but to write an article and say this this country and this county i guess we don't live in this country right right so he said this country and this county are fed up with people living in public housing driving fancy cars with $50 manicures, I guess he went to the nail shop and did a price check. I didn't know. Yeah, first. Nail, I, I didn't know how much a manicure cost. But anyway, and he said they they and they swiped their EBT cards. And, and this again, so now you're talking about this is a whole nother class of people that he's taken his little platform and has chosen to say something negative about, to insult, to humiliate, humiliate for no reason. What do you think? It's disturbing because you know, just as I stated, my parents are educators, you know, and leaders in that community now. We were once living in Eastgate, you know, maybe it was for six months, but we lived in Eastgate, you know, or maybe we 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 used it, you know, maybe it was only for a brief set time, but we used those, you know, that assistance from the government. And now my parents are successful individuals in our community, and to hear you not only call the educators lazy, but then you. You know, you you talk about the individuals who, who are giving assistance. But he has nothing good to say about he he never has anything good to say. What I'm trying to tell you is this: there's a story right there in Clarksdale, Mississippi, where a person lived in public housing and went on to be one of the largest public housing developers and owners of public housing in, in, in the nation. Okay, that's a real life story right there in Clarksdale, Mississippi. But he would never talk about anything positive, right? His goal is to make everything negative. So, Doug, what do you think? Well, I think it's it's it's, it's almost laughable, you know, uh, that his social philosophy, that, that he takes his social philosophy and try to uh, spread it, you know, through, through, through the Clarksdale press register, being able to use his platform to, to, to paint a negative connotation of people who are paid, people who are underserved, people who are underprivileged. Overworked. Overworked. And, and, often, and oftentimes they're now working in dangerous conditions. conditions. And these people are make up about 75-80% of the Clark of, of the Clarksdale, Mississippi, Coleman County area. And so he he's sitting there and he's going to take his platform to further twist the knife in the backs of the system. It, but that's what that's his specialty. That's his specialty. So let's talk about um, the Juke Joint Festival in Clarksdale, Mississippi. So the Juke Joint Festival is a is a, um, a, a a festival that has a rich heritage in in Clarksdale. People come out every year, enjoy it, right? And this past year, unfortunately, three people were shot at the Juke Joint Festival. Right. Uh, Floyd Ingram writes an article about. The Juke Joint Festival and the three people that got shot, a little small article tucked away in the paper that says that 
Uh, it was a great festival. It's unfortunate the shooting happened, but it put a black eye on the festival. Okay, fair reporting. African American male put together an event to bring the community together, same location, and three get shot. The shooter was not at the event. It was someone that was just committing apparently some random act of violence. May have been shooting at me. I don't know. The bullet came off the clothes. So I, I, I just don't know what could have brought that on. This guy wrote a front page article, two, two different sections, uh, and then called the DJ a rapper DJ. Rapper. Now, now, so I want somebody to tell what is a rapper DJ? I mean, like, I don't know what a rapper DJ is. <laughs> what? Definitely rapper DJ. I, I think that rapper and a DJ, rapper DJ. He said it was a rapper DJ, and, and 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 the DJ was a a 22 year educator that doesn't play rap music. He referenced rap music that he saw at the football game and said that the events that occurred at the football game. He wrote in his article to make it seem like the people were out dancing to rap music at the at the, the downtown stage when he was the only video of people dancing. To rap music was at the actual football game, but that's that's how he conflate facts to create a story to just try to create a, neg a negative image. So I'm gonna tell you what a rapper DJ is to Floyd Ingram. It's a racial overtone. It's a, it's a racial. It's, it's it's designed to to, to bring a rapper who he sees as a negative person, right. and we all know why there are some rappers we can agree are not role models models or, or whatever. But there are also there are a lot of rappers. Were very positive and, and are doing great things in their community. And so he put the term rapper on there because in his little uh mind, his little racist distorted mind, he felt like that would make it negative. That's a we call that a dog whistle. A dog whistle. And that's and that's what he and that's what he did. The, the rapper DJ. Yeah, he was sounding an alarm. The, yeah. He, he, he was sounding the sound of an alarm to say, hey, DJ, this this is this is my this is what I mean by like, black. Yeah, and, and and of course we know he don't like black people because he has instructed his staff not to cover black events, and we we need to look no further than just the last month to see. Uh, Parsa High School had a homecoming, no coverage. Cahoma County had a homecoming, local high school, no coverage. Um, no feature of the homecoming court in the paper, and I remember being a kid. And playing football in parts of the high and winning player of the week and winning awards and and man and Mr. Bush and and uh Mr. Ketchum, they'll be out there, man. They'll take those pictures, they'll they'll be at the uh Graham Media. Yeah, man, Graham Media, and they and they gave us you know equal access. And do and I still remember how powerful and impactful those moments were as a kid, being able to, to open that paper and see yourself in there. Uh, with Rest Haven, we used to go get the player of the week trophy to see yourself with that trophy or to open the paper and see your stats right. in the paper to know how many tackles you had, to know that you made the newspaper. And, and he is robbing the black kids in that community of that opportunity for no other reason than he just don't like black people. Let me take a step forward. When we were coming up, your Savage Street T ball league, Pony League stats. Would be in the class. Yeah, yeah. You know, there would there would be people who wrote about who wrote about youth league basketball when Billy Joe Fields had youth league over at Higgins basketball league. So it's it's 
it, it, it just goes to show the social climate that 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 if someone is enabled for, you know, to to continue, you know, to do that, you know, if if one of us had done that, I think it would be a U-Haul at our house already. Yeah, we need to send a U-Haul up there. But what, what do you think about it? Yeah. Kids of of exposure. Not not only the kids. I mean, I'm, I'm actually one of those. One exactly. I'm one of those students who. Um, spent a lot of time in the newspaper, and, and it made me feel good for my grandparents or my aunts or my or my grandfather to give me a call saying, "Hey, man, we see you in the newspaper." You know, and and it's and, and it's a shame that everyone doesn't get that opportunity. I even have a cool story um, of one of my close friends, Zach Brooks. I mean, owns Brooks Transportation in Clarksville. Uh, he did a water drive uh, where they gave away six thousand bottles of water um, to individuals in Clarksville, and um, prior to the date. Um, he requested coverage from um, Clarksdale Press Register, and they indicated that they would be there. Um, um, to, to make a long story short, um, the day came and no coverage was made. So my friend um, went to the Clarksdale Press Register and asked them to run the story. He, he gave them photos and you know, evidence of the actual drive. And um, uh, Floyd Ingram said that he didn't have space in it for his paper, but he could do it for $450. So he ran. He charged the man four hundred dollars as uh, for an ad. Yes, yes to right. took it away. To took to, it, to it away in the paper, yeah. and he came in the community trying to help. Yeah. But then he's the first person to to get in the paper and talk about the community. Like he said, he put in one, one uh, paper. Parkdale is the most godless community that he has ever lived in. And I, I want to make sure we clear. But I'm not saying he allegedly did anything. I'm saying he did. Okay. Right. He said Clarksdale is the most honest community that he's lived in. And Floyd Ingram don't like what I'm saying. I got time today. Right. I'm right. saying I said what I said. That's what he said. Now why are you there? Right. Why why would you go somewhere and be somewhere if it's the oh, I mean come on John. If if, it, if you're saying it's the worst place you ever right. it's the worst place you've ever lived. No, right. That's what everybody wants anyway. Right. I think you make everybody. In fact, I'll give you a thousand dollar relocation allowance if you leave in the morning. If you if you if you get somebody to reach out to me, I cash out you five or five thousand dollars tomorrow. If you'll leave tomorrow by noon, by noon. So I mean, just think about it. I think he may be gone by noon. I think that's gonna be. Can you take that relocation back? Right. So leave with it or without. It. I mean, but this is the type of stuff this guy is publishing in, in the local newspaper that tear people down, things that tear the community apart, things that you know cause people to have anxiety. And, and what he's doing is he has control over employees, so he berates the employees, you know, using anti-Semitic statements, you know, uh, on one employee with a with a with a tort, you know, calling a local pastor using anti-Semitic. Uh, language towards one of his employees. Who does that and continue to work in a profession? And, and nothing happens. Floyd So far, Floyd has been able to beat the odds. He's been he, he's in Clarksdale since 2019, yeah. roughly. Yeah. And he had the audacity just today to go to a meeting, Rotary Club meeting, and, and say that if a white person in Clarksdale 
shoot an African American, that they would uh, have problems because you're not going to fair trial. Now, I, this is what I want to know. And, and so I know this is kept unbelievable stuff. So I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let y'all hear Floyd Ingram say this himself. Who, who white person has an African American in Florida and got away with it? What the child got away with it? Where, where's this coming from? Where, I mean, what, where's the scenario coming from? There's no evidence to support that. There's no white people that shot African American in my knowledge, at least in the last 20, 30 years that I'm aware of. So where would you get this information from? So that's this that's just in the floor. I want to say one thing. How many of y'all were in the military? All right, it's training, guys. Y'all, I don't have to tell y'all. The rest of you out there, it's all about training. This is a highly trained professional that knows how to use a firearm, and they're the ones you need to call. I'm gonna say this to the white folks in the room: You shoot somebody in Coma County, and they're African American. Your, your peers, things may not go your way, folks, and you're in parchment all of a sudden. I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. You're not going to have time to think about it, but you better train it. Back to what I said. If you're trained to use a weapon, it makes a big difference. Am I right? The P3 Group is a proud supporter of HBCUs. We recognize the value of our HBCUs that have filled the educational gap for communities of color for more than a century. As one of the nation's leading real estate development firms, we recognize that the real value of building community is in empowering its people. We are the P3 Group. Design, build, finance. You can bank on us. All right, we're back. So there you hear out of Floyd Ingram's own mouth. I know that the things we say, you just like, this is unbelievable. Everything we say, we have proof of. We have receipts for what we're talking about. So these are not allegations. These are facts. Okay. Yeah. And then he goes, I mean, there's no white people choose black people in charge. Why even bring that topic up? The man loves divisiveness. He wants to divide the community. He wants to use his paper as a bullying uh, mechanism for people that he feels like he can use that again. But for England is a widened fellow. He's a horrible human being. I mean, in, in, in the room, it's just so unpacked with Lord on the things that he, he has done to people uh, within the uh, community. Is there anything you want to bring up about Floyd Ingram, man? Well, Floyd, he just, he hasn't covered uh, a really where story since 2018. Uh, there are several parts of successes, myself, yourself, uh, Dr. Harold Matthews, uh, uh, the young man from Clarksdale that has won, won several Emmy, uh, Stan Jones, and the things that he's doing with the Mississippi Mass Choir and winning Grammy, nomina- uh, winning Grammy nominations. Of the country, Clarksdale speaks very loudly. But in its hometown, your own hometown press, you know, well, Floyd, love. Floyd Ingram had made it a point since he's been there not to cover anything I do, which I don't. Lord Ingram to cover anything I do anyway, so I was perfectly fine with that. Okay, all of the uh, community service we've done, all of the phenomenal work that we've done around the country and in the Caribbean, you know, with the P3 group, you don't, you know, he hasn't covered that. You know, if they have a five page story on me 
and what matters. I sit on Forbes Real Estate Camp. I do all these amazing things. Two PBS TV shows. Right. And Floyd Ingram has never called me about anything. Okay. But what Floyd Ingram wanted to do was to associate me with a tragedy where three people, people got shot. And that's the first time he wanted to drop my name into an article. And here's the irony of it. How many was going to do it? Because when we came and we did the endowment process, and Floyd didn't know I was affiliated with it, he was out there taking pictures. We got receipts, right. text messages, getting ready to do this big story on the uh, endowment to the care station. And then what did he do? We found out it was on the ground, found us he emailed me, text me the picture. Right. Yeah. You know, posted stuff. Right. Yeah. And so he doesn't cover me, and that's fine because nobody reads the paper anyway. The paper has no credibility. Everyone in the community knows the game that Floyd Ingram is running. You know, and I just feel like the jig's up. I, I think people need to pull their advertising. Uh, from the paper, people need to cancel their subscription. Uh, we got the Clarksdale Advocate, you know, uh, development, and it's on the way to say today so that the city of Clarksdale can have news because that the Clarksdale Advocate for the community by the community. You know that what what they have right now, if you just look at the website, okay, the website has not been updated since probably 1995. When did websites first come out? Maybe 1995. <laughs> Whenever, 19, yeah, you know, I mean, so you don't even care about what you're presenting to the public. Who runs a business and leave, uh, have an antiquated website for decades? It's just a lack of concern and compassion for the people in that community. And so, Floyd list of uh, mistreatment of African American. Jewish people, women, is unparalleled to anything that I've ever seen. And I know we haven't covered everything that Floyd Ingram has done to the citizens of Clarksdale. There, there's much, much more. Um, but I think that Floyd needs to understand that together we stand. I think the, I think the community is united behind this movement. What, what do you think, John? Definitely, definitely. I think Clarksdale, Clarksdale needs, Clarksdale needs, you know, people uh, that, that that have the political maturity to understand this. Just because you don't agree with the left or the right doesn't mean you have to cut your nose off to stop your face. You know, Clarksdale needs people who understand that together as a community, you know, those, you know, the community comes together. I can remember uh, playing football for Coach Justin Murphy. I can also remember playing football for Coach Curtis, Curtis King. Neither one of neither one of those are black men are white, and neither one of those colors are And I've had white teammates, I have black teammates. Yeah. Uh, Clarksdale is a town of blood. Uh, if you look at Lee Academy's Facebook page, Lee Academy shared Clarksdale High School victory, uh, their district championship. But guess what? Unfortunately, they were not. I mean, I'm glad he did that and showed the unity, but they realized that there's a void. In the community, they realize that Floyd Ingram is cheating the people, and so let's just talk about Floyd Ingram's fake news reporting some more. So we were supposed to do uh, housing community, grocery store, etc. in the city of Clarksdale, and Floyd Ingram loved running stories about the project that didn't materialize. Right. But this is this part of the story that Floyd Ingram won't tell you because he was part of the small group of unprogressive individuals 
that conspired to kill the deal. And I got receipts that I posted on social media. Okay. The first landowner wanted twice the appraised value for the property. Okay. Property that leases, it wouldn't fetch in, the, in, they, in their lifetime. It's not going to bring that amount of money on leasing it to farm as farmland, but he wanted twice that amount of money. And that's his life. Okay. The second owner agreed to sell, made an all cash offer, and had surveying work done, subdivided the land the whole nine. And then he went and met with this small collective in Clarksville who are anti progressive. And he came back and told he changed his mind. He didn't want to sell the land. The owners of the grocery store, uh, the former Kroger grocery store, said they wanted to sell the, the, that building for about $870,000, but they wanted to sell it to a nonprofit organization so that they could get the write off for whatever the, the difference in what the appraised value was and what they sold it for. Our nonprofit arm, 501c3, we made an all cash offer to buy the store. We met with the, the, the small clerk that collected, and he said he wasn't selling. So, print the truth in the paper floor, Ingram. Tell them that a small group of narrow-minded, evil individuals killed the deal. You know this because you, you, that's, your, that's who you run with. Professional deal killers. And not even that. Think about when you brought the group in New York. Yes. And they were staying uh, at Gaza Pass. And they were approached by some individuals, probably Floyd was in that group, and asked them, why would anybody want to open up start a business in Clarksville? Right. He, on, one, on, on one side of the table, he's trying to destroy the town, and then he gets behind his, his keyboard and type or copy and paste or whatever he's doing to get his article and make it seem like the, the town is the most horrible place on earth. But guess what? If you would go out into the community that is 85% black and try to cover some of the positivity that's going on in the community, you can have some positive stories to cover. You know, he was so infuriated by three people getting shot at an event hosted by an African American. Like, what was the rage when three people got shot at the Jewish festival? He said, Who idea was it? It was my idea, Floyd. It was my idea. It was my idea that I could come to Carson, Mississippi, uh, host an event, bring people together in a non-violent a valid manner and have a successful event. And we did that at two football games. We did that. Now, nobody can control what people do that are out of control, that are unhinged, uh, that have no respect for human life. We can't control that. But that doesn't mean we're supposed to stop trying. Who idea was it? Who idea was it to do any of the festivals that happened downtown? You know, so it's it's a fake rage coming from fake news from a fake individual who uses his platform to stigmatize people, to dehumanize people, to try to criminalize people uh, for the longest. When you go to their website, the first thing you see on the page is mugshot. That's what he loved to do is to bring the negativity to the paper and to the community and then hide behind he's supposed to be a conservative Christian. Now, he may be a cheap guy that knows some Christians or a cheap guy related to somebody who last name Christian, but he ain't no conservative and he ain't no Christian because no human being with any type of 
journalistic integrity, with any type of human uh, value, moral value, or otherwise, would constantly use a platform that he could use for good. He could take the paper and try to make something out of it, just not using it for good. But he refuses to do that because he doesn't want to paint African Americans in a positive light. He wants to invoke his will over the weak, over the, over the, over the employees, over, over women, uh, over males that he perceives to be weaker than him. Because he, 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 he's not going to go out and do that to everyone. He knows exactly who he can do that to and get away with. It. You know, it's just, it's just that simple. And I don't understand why none of these employees have gone to the EEOC and filed a complaint. Because I know that the, that the owners know. I, I got proof that the owners know. So I'm understanding why. Why? I mean, we, we have lawyers on standby who will be willing to represent you. All you got to do is just inbox me on Facebook, and we'll pair you up with a lawyer who can get you out of that situation. Because nobody deserves to come to work and be afraid of their employer. You know, where they are afraid that a physical altercation is going to occur. No, no one should be in that type of work environment. I mean, it's hostile. It, it's mental, you know, it's mental abuse. You know, it, it's a horrible way to live. And so, John, any closing remarks for uh, Floyd Ingram? Well, Floyd, again, um, you, you, you got your severance offer, offer to, to leave town to the Brown family. By noon tomorrow. By noon tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully you take that. Uh, but, you know, one thing you need to do tonight, you know, I know you're going to watch this. You know, you just pray and you ask for your soul to be cleansed. You know, but this is terrible, a terrible thing that you're doing in my own town, Clarksville. I'm a Clarksville ambassador everywhere I go. And I speak exactly what deal with you. You know, you can't control violence. You know, violence is everywhere, everywhere in the United States, everywhere in, in, in every country. But what you can control is you can control your peace. You can control what you type. Uh, if you put the, you, you continue to put negative negativity into the universe, that's all you want to have is negative. But here's my question for Floyd Eagle: since everything is so horrible and bad, and I and listen, we know that there are issues in Clarksville that and that need to be there. What's the solution? Why is he not sitting down? He's so concerned. He cares so much. What? Why is he not offering any solution for any of these issues? Why he's not sitting down? Uh, at the round table with the city and the county trying to put together uh you know some type of citizen group to try to help come up with solutions. You know, all in fact, name something that Floyd Ingram has ever done to help anyone. Yeah. He's he's perpetuating the problem, he's highlighting the problem, and, and guess what? Nobody in that community is interested in what he's doing. Neither the black or white community are standing by and backing up Floyd Ingram. And what he's doing. The guy is terrible. He's a terrible human being. He's terrible for Clarksdale. He's, he's terrible for humanity. You know, and, and, and he really needs to do some soul searching. Search, search your soul. Find your Christianity for real because I don't know what Bible that he's studying or reading from that lead him to believe that attacking an 80-year-old woman threatening to arrest a pillar of the community for nothing Threatening to put her mugshot on the front page of the newspaper for no reason. How? What? What Christian values are those? He's probably reading the same one that they read. 
before that ship came across the uh, northwest Atlantic passage, dropped some people off in Charleston, South Carolina. Ben, you got any closing remarks for uh yeah man, I just want to close with saying that um Charlottesville, um, our community, this is not the time for divisiveness. Uh, this is not the time for anyone with the Floyd Ingram mentality. Um, whether, whether it be Floyd or anyone else in the community with those same uh, you know, feelings toward our community. Uh, this is not the time for divisiveness, and this is not the time for leadership in our community. This is the time to bridge the gap and, uh, you know, and come together. And I, and I, and I, would, I would hope that uh, Floyd, you take a severance package, and you know, we don't see you out there tomorrow. Yeah, and, and for those uh, that are, you know, watching, you got Clarkson uh, High School and the Academy, right, playing in the, um, the uh, playoff game, go out to support the school. Uh, you know, maybe Floyd Ingram will do like he did last week and go to the game and try to report on this game uh, accurately and fairly. Uh, but, you know, this is a matter that the citizens are going to have to take this uh, to the economic uh, bootstraps of the uh part of press register right. you have to pull your ad you have to pull your subscription you're gonna have to do what it takes to put the, the economic pressure on them and uh when we bring the clarksdale advocate to clarksdale a lot of things that you've been paying for you won't have to pay for no more and so we hope to bring something to the community uh for the community and by the community and so thank you for watching this has been The Sky's the Limit with D. Brown CEO. The P3 Group is a proud supporter of HBCUs. We recognize the value of our HBCUs that have filled the educational gap for communities of color for more than a century. As one of the nation's leading real estate development firms, we recognize that the real value of building community is in empowering its people. We are the P3 Group. Design, build, finance. You can bank on us.